In today's show, we look ahead to Monday in the NBA, who we're streaming in, what things we're watching for, injuries, all that stuff. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought brought to you by PricePix. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's PricePix.com and the promo code is LOCKEDON. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're digging into Monday. There are six games on. It's not a great start to the week. Six games on Monday, six games Tuesday. It's not bad, but it's not great. Uh, So we're going to talk about what we're streaming in, injury options, and how we look at the next four days, five days, six days, seven days, eight days, in terms of um, a longer view for the week. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. All right, the first game, the Pacers and the Hornets. Just changing that little subheader. Here on YouTube, what we've had. Um, when we get towards the end of the week, we'll look at remaining games for the week plus games next week. But because we're on a Monday, let's look at how the schedule plays out for all of these teams. I hope that is useful for you. If it is useful for you, hey, I'm always interested in feedback when I do something a little bit different on the show. So if you are watching on YouTube, drop it down in the comments below. Um, just say, hey, yeah, I think that's really good. Or, you know, maybe do this or do this. I'm always open to listening to those sort of feedback things. The first game we look at is the Indiana Pacers and the Charlotte Hornets, which for most NBA fans would be a game they don't care about. But for us, we do because there are a lot of different fantasy implications in this game. We know that Tyrese Halliburton is going to be out. I really don't expect that old Humpty Dumpty Benedict Matherin is going to play. Maybe he does. We don't have an official ruling on that, but I don't expect that he plays. The other one is Chris Duarte who's missed two straight now with ankle soreness. He's had that ankle problem basically all season. Wouldn't be surprised if he set out more games here as well. For the Hornets, the big one is going to be Mark Williams. Oh, hi, Mark. Because he's still dealing with that thumb sprain. Now, I made a comment that when he heard it, I wouldn't be shocked if he was done for the season. I knew that he was going to be at least a week or so. But we're at that stage there where they're not telling us. They haven't told us, so I don't know where to put him. I don't expect Mark Williams to play. Again, I don't think that he's going to play the rest of the season. I do think that his season is over, but that is a guess. And it's just based on hearing little things without no sourcing. Don't take that as as gospel. But the expectation that I have is that we don't see Williams again. We just don't know that at this point. My expectation is also that we don't see Cody Martin again. And of course, they're never going to update us on that. On the Pacers side of things, with the absences of Halliburton, Duarte, and Matherin, Aaron Neesmith has actually maintained some level of consistency. And he's put up some really strong numbers. He's played 30 minutes in three consecutive games, and he is at least an option. Now, now he can always go one of nine shooting, but the minutes inconsistency and usage inconsistency, if those players remain out, probably isn't there, which is great, great news. I also want to watch Isaiah Jackson because I just don't know what we're going to get. 26 minutes, 27 minutes, two minutes, Zero minutes. My working theory has been, I don't know if it's true, that he plays two minutes as the backup and Smith plays two minutes as the backup. Well, Jalen Smith was the backup for the last two games, playing 23 and 18 minutes. Do they switch it back to Isaiah Jackson here? I don't know. 
if we can get some level of confidence in it. And I, I, I just, so I completely just forgot that I put that thing in the subheader and didn't mention it. The Pacers go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday this week. The Hornets go Monday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. So the Hornets have a really good back-ended schedule. Um, but if we do see the Jacksons going then on Monday, then I do feel confident he'll be the backup again on Wednesday and Smith will be Friday, Saturday. But again, we don't know that. And Miles Turner seems to get into foul trouble every single game, which boosts the value of those backups. For the Hornets, I do want to watch Kai Jones because his minutes have been up. He played more minutes than Nick Richards last game. Yes, Richards was in foul trouble, so that's likely why. But if Mark Williams is out, as we expect, if you're in a slightly deeper format, Kai Jones is on the menu. He's on the radar. And I don't think that he will necessarily split minutes with Nick Richards, but they're going nowhere. This guy was a top 20 pick last season, albeit a horrible one. Not worse than the one they picked before in James Booknight. But maybe they want to see him get some opportunities here. And that might at least... He's got a good fantasy game, Jones. So I think he's got a better fantasy game than Richards on a permanent basis, honestly. And he'd be someone to watch. I also want to watch Gordon Haywood because 29 and 22 minutes the last two games. I get the feeling that with Haywood, his age, his body, that they are ramping him down a little bit. We'll talk more about ramping down when we get to Utah later on. But I do feel that we're going to have Haywood miss some games. They have a Thursday, Friday, back-to-back, three games in four nights to end the week. I wouldn't be shocked if there's knee soreness, shoulder soreness, or something creep up here for Haywood. And if he is out, then we really do lean into Dennis Smith. And for deeper leagues, we get more value into a Bryce McGowan's. That is, again, speculation. And we will see how that pans out. Bulls and the Sixers. Um... The Bulls go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday this week. The Sixers go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. So all of them play four games. They both play on the high volume Wednesday, Friday as well. In terms of ins and outs, Alex Caruso for the Bulls, the old rabbit hunter. Be very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. He's listed questionable, which I, I question. He left last game with a foot sprain, which he's had multiple times. They're listing as midfoot soreness. He left the game in a boot. There is no way. I, I honestly, I honestly, I don't see how he is starting this game. I don't expect that he starts this game. But who knows? Honestly, they could do anything with this team, and I, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, but I don't expect Caruso to play. I also. I didn't expect Javante Green to come back at all this season, but he is practicing and he is listed questionable. If he returns, then I don't know where they get, get his minutes from because they've already taken Derek Jones out of the rotation. It's going to impact guys like maybe it's Pat Williams, maybe it's Desumu. Maybe they just take Desumu out of the rotation completely and go White, Beverly, um, Caruso as that position to get Green some minutes. I, I'm not Green's not going to have much of an impact, I don't think. P.J. Tucker is questionable for Philadelphia. Well, James Harden missed last game, but he will return. For the Bulls, I do want to see Patrick Beverly. And the Hornets actually have just updated the injury report. And no shock at all, Mark Williams is out. So Nick Richards is your 12-team league guy. And Kai Jones is your deeper guy. I just wish they would say that he's out for the season. He is out for the season. Just say it. It's frustrating. Um, I do want to watch Patrick Beverly because his minutes have gone down the last three games. But I do think that He's useful, especially if Caruso is out. And I also want to watch Kobe White, who's played 20-plus minutes in three consecutive games. He's adding some steals. He's not as high usage as he used to be. There are some assists. And if, again, Caruso's absence, White is ahead of DeSumo at the moment. He's played more minutes than him for bloody hell, like about three weeks in a row, every single game. So White is clearly ahead of DeSumo. And he's at least, if Caruso is out, knocking on the door of 12-team value. 
especially when you're looking for some threes with some sneaky assists and steals. For the Sixers, we saw DeAnthony Melton put up a really big game last time with Harden out, but I really have doubts of him maintaining that. His last three games prior to 34 minutes on Saturday were 19, 15, and 21. They do have a back-to-back at the end of the week, Friday, Saturday, so I guess there's a chance that Harden sits one of those, which would push Melton back into the, onto the menu, and three mediocres and one good game might be worth it. The schedule's interesting enough where he can be used, but I also don't think that it's a must. And the other guy who's playing really well at the moment is Shake Milton, which I know is confusing. Shake Milton actually played more minutes than DeAnthony Melton in their prior two games, not including Saturday against the Pacers. He, like Kai Jones, is an interesting deeper league stream, a bit like Kobe White as well, probably a 14-team league guy, but things are trending upwards for Shake Milton, so we do want to watch that to see where that uh, trajectory ends up. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is daily fantasy, but it's not daily fantasy with salary caps or thousands of people. It's player projections. So you might see Kobe White and look at his three-pointers made. They might have it at three and a half, and you go, come on, that's probably a little bit too high, so we'll go less than that. Or they might have DeMar DeRozan, and they might have his points at 30, and you go, well, I love what DeRozan's doing. Let's go more than that. You go two to six of those into a lineup. You can win up to 25 times your entry feedback. It's easy. You can do this in under 60 seconds. You can do it in over 30 US states, and you can do it in the majority of Canadian provinces and territories. But it's not just the NBA. You can do it for Major League Baseball. You can do it for the NHL. You can do it for the men's and women's college basketball tournaments. You can do it for European basketball, cricket, NASCAR, golf, boxing, MMA. I don't know. There's so many. Well, I'm, I'm waiting for pickleball to come onto this. It's not there, but disc golf is. So if you want to play disc golf, you can. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Wolves and Knicks, that is the next game. These are both three-game teams for next week. The Wolves go Monday, Wednesday, Sunday. The Knicks go a weird Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. So after Thursday, three days off for New York, which we know is not an ideal situation. But they both play Monday and they both play Wednesday. So some good starts to the week for both of these teams. For the Timberwolves, Jalen Noel is listed doubtful, so we're assuming that he doesn't play. Um, But interestingly, Anthony Edwards, who left that game on Friday with a severe ankle sprain, didn't play Saturday and was in a walking boot, has been listed questionable. I really have my doubts that he's going to play, but he is listed questionable, so we've got to take it for what it's worth, which is frustrating that we don't get clarification. They're doing the Lakers thing where they just list Rudy Gobert and Nas Reed every game as questionable, although the Lakers do it as probable. Rudy's there with the ankle injury, and Reed is there with the calf injury. Of course, if Gobert is out and Reed plays, then we like Reed. If Gobert is out and Reed is out, then we like Luca Garza and Nathan Knight. But at the moment, they're both questionable. Austin Rivers, also questionable. He missed last game with those... Um, uh, or actually, they said DMPCD, but I'm pretty sure it would have been the back spasms. He, he would have played, I reckon, if Anthony Edwards was out, if he was healthy. For the Wolves, I do want to watch Torian Prince because he started last game, played 30 minutes. He did nothing. But will they go back to him if Edwards is out? I don't know why they wouldn't go with the Rivers if he was available or an Alexander Walker, but they went with Prince. It didn't make sense. And they lost by 15 points. So what do they do with Prince here? And Mike Conley didn't step up either. We saw him step up the game before and he played 38 minutes, but 26 only against the, the Raptors. I guess back-to-back is an impact there. Conley still is interesting as a 12-team guy, but 
with only three games this week after Monday, meaning there's two games in the remaining six nights, I'm not sure that makes him a must-hold guy. But let's see what he's able to do. For the Knicks, we talked about the uh, manual quickly quite a bit on the waiver wire show earlier today. His value is definitely down when Brunson plays. He becomes a borderline 12-team league guy. But with three games in four nights to start the week, he does remain a 12-team league option. After Thursday, no problem. Jettison him. Get rid of him. No point having him there. The other thing we want to watch is Mitchie Robinson. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. He played 36 minutes on the 5th of March, 32 minutes on the 7th of March. And since then, not good. 20, 28, 24, 21, 26. And I'm very interested in those last three games, 24, 21, 26, splitting minutes with Hartenstein, who got 24, 27, 22. We hold Robinson because it's three games in four nights, but it also means that Hartenstein is a three-game-in-four-night stream as well, playing 20-plus minutes a night. Now, Robinson's out here pissing and moaning on Snapchat to all of his friends about how low his usage is and, you know, I'm doing cardio. Okay, good luck. Good on you. Is that is Tom Thibodeau going to take kindly that? I wouldn't expect so. So we'll see what that rotation looks like. We'll see what those minutes look like. But again, the value is here in the volume with Robinson. So we hold, but it also puts Hartenstein into the value volume equation as well. The next game we take a look at is the Warriors and the Rockets. The Rockets are the only team here on a Sunday, Monday, back-to-back. I don't know that they sit anybody. But Jay Sean Tate, Jalen Green, Kevin Porter have been dealing with some injuries. So there is a possibility there. The Warriors go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So a four-game week. The Rockets do the same Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. For Golden State, we're not expecting Aaron Wiggins. Aaron Wiggins, not Aaron. Andy Wiggins. We're not expecting Andrew Wiggins to play or Gary Payton to play. Um, Who knows if they play at all during the regular season. For the Rockets at the moment, nobody is injured. I do want to watch Johnny Kaminga because he played 19 minutes against the Clippers, 26 in a start against the Hawks, then went to the bench and played 30. So we want to talk unpredictability. That's where we're at with him. I think he'll remain on the bench, but the fact that they gave him those big minutes and he played interestingly well, or very well actually, against the Rockets is something we need to, or not against the Rockets, sorry, against the Grizzlies is something we need to watch. Will he be able to, and this team has lost 11 in a row on the road and the Rockets are surging. Can they get a victory? Is Kaminga actually worth a stream without that sort of uncertainty? I don't know that he is. I also want to Kevon Looney because Looney plays much better when Green is out. 34 minutes with Draymond out, 20 minutes when Draymond was back. Now, Looney was still pretty good. And he is a solid rebound streamer who does bring occasionally some defensive stats. But he's really rebounds and field goals. And the lower minutes make it frustrating. But let's see what his role is in this game with Draymond there and what they do with a Kaminga-Looney combination. The next game we take a look at is the Mavericks and the Grizzlies. Both of these teams go four games next week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday for both of them. We're not expecting Ja Morant to play even though his suspension is over. The Grizzlies have basically said he won't come in and play straight away. Um, so no, that's no real surprise. We'll sort of know that. By the way, the Pacers made an update. Isaiah Jackson is questionable with knee soreness, and Benedict Matherin has been upgraded to questionable. That is pretty wild. Didn't expect that. So there you go. So that's going to impact quite a few of these guys like Nora and Neesmith if Matherin and Duarte play. No guarantee they do, but it is going to impact them if that is the case. As I said, we don't expect Ja Morant to play, and Steven Adams will be out. For the Mavericks, Luka Doncic is questionable. With that um, thigh strain, we don't really... Actually, no, they haven't actually given the official status there. He's missed four games in a row. Um, so we don't really know whether he is going to be available. And if he is out, Josh Green does get a little bit more, but it's not enough. Tim Hardaway gets a little bit more as well. Christian Wood gets a little bit more. Um, but Hardaway is probably more of an option than what um, than what Green is, given what we saw last game. 
So we do want to watch what Christian Wood looks like because he played 34 minutes last game, 26 the game before that. Uh, is Jason Kidd leaning back into Christian Wood? Is this just a Luka Doncic absence thing? Yeah, that That's really key. Like you would think without Doncic, you'd want more offense from Wood, but it hasn't always been the case, but it was last game. So let's see if that's something that's able to stick. I also want to see what Tim Hardaway does in terms of minutes or whether he starts or not. Because he didn't start last game. They started Muxy Kleber instead. But we'll see which direction they go in this one. For the Grizzlies, I do want to watch Xavier T. Illman, who'd been under 30 minutes for, I think, five consecutive games and then went back over 30 last game. He went from 19 minutes against the Spurs to 32 against the Warriors. So you want to talk minute unpredictability? That's where we're at with Tillman. And that makes it really tough to consider him. But he was putting up a really strong stretch before that weird under 30-minute little go at things. And yeah, my faith is reignited by the 30 minutes against the Warriors. So he's somewhat interesting there. I also do want to watch Tyus Jones. I think this is the last time we get to use Tyus Jones in a big capacity. I do think Jar will return on, on Wednesday against the Rockets. I don't know that for sure. And that will probably make Tyus a drop. Now, if you want, if you absolutely need to get proactive, you can drop Tyus after this game. Otherwise, you might want to wait to see what the Grizzly status actually is for Jar Morant for their game on Wednesday. Again, we don't know that. We're only assuming what they're going to do. Today's episode is brought to you by the Nissan Aria, and the most electric player of the week is also brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. Joel Embiid has been amazing over the last week, so I'm going to give him the nod as the most electric player, true shooting of 77%, blocking over three shots per game, averaging over 30 points per game, and pushed himself right to the top of the MVP discussion. Absolute fierceness, power, Elegance as well in what Joel Embiid is doing in lifting the Sixers um, right up into the two seed in the NBA's Eastern Conference, exactly like the 2023 Nissan Aria, a combination of fierceness and elegance. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. It is March Madness, but it's also Built Bar March Madness because Built Bar, you can go onto their website, builtmarchmadness.com and vote for your favorite flavor of Built Bar or Built Puff. Really easy. You want to rep your favorite flavor? Of course we Why wouldn't we? I'm going to buy a t-shirt with my favorite flavor on it. But we can also win prizes. 50 locked on listeners will win a free box of Built Bars and one lucky listener will win a 12-month subscription to Built Bar, a box, a delivery of Built Bar Built Bars and a Built Bar box to your house every day, or sorry, every month for 12 months. What more could you ask for? Well, you could ask for a great tasting protein bar. You got it. You could ask for a low calorie protein bar. You got it. You could ask for a bar that's covered in 100% real chocolate. Well, you got that as well. So go to builtmarchmadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. Built Bar is built different. The Kings and the Jazz. It's the last game of the day for Monday. Um, both of these teams play four games. The Kings go Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. So two back-to-backs, the only team with a Monday, Tuesday, back-to-back. The Jazz go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. For Sacramento, Kevin Herter missed last game with a hamstring injury. If it was any sport that was real about hamstring injuries, he wouldn't play again in this Monday, Tuesday, back-to-back. But who knows? It's the NBA. I honestly don't expect that Herter plays on Monday. It would be, be asinine for him to play Monday, first game back-to-back, when you can give an extra day to rest it. It would be ridiculous, but we will see what they do. Ridiculous happens in the NBA all the time. Trey Lyles is also um, dealing with a shoulder issue. He missed the game on Saturday. 
For the Jazz, Colin Sexton is out with that hamstring injury. The man on the street, Jordan Clarkson, has just been ruled out as well. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. And to no one's surprise, Lowry Markkinen has popped on the injury report with back saunas. They are really getting ready to shut things down. Um, so I'd expect that Markkinen plays... They play four games, including a back-to-back -back this week. I think if you get two out of Markkinen this week, you should be pretty happy. And I would expect him, as of the week after, to not play again. That's just my guess. I think they are going to stop playing him. And this back thing has just started to creep up a few times. And I do think that we are getting to the beginning of the end for that. For the Kings, I want to watch Terrence Davis. They didn't start him. They started Kessler Edwards, which sometimes, I don't know, sometimes teams make weird decisions. They go, oh, let's get these guys out there. Edwards isn't a, he's a four. Like, and you're going to play him along with Barnes, who's a four, and Murray, who's a four? It didn't really work out. Edwards played 19 minutes, and Terrence Davis and Malik Monk um, got the bulk of the minutes. Davis played 29, and Monk played 23, which is the direction they should have gone anyway. So if Herder is out, as I expect, Terrence Davis, I think, is an interesting stream. I would go Monk over Davis, but both of those guys get a boost in that situation. We also saw Keegan Murray step it up without Kevin Herter, which is great to see him taking on some of that extra usage. Now, he has been wildly inconsistent. Look at his games, 26, 15, 22, 30, 31, 35 minutes. So it's trending up, and I think if Herter is out, it does solidify Murray as a 12-team league guy, especially with a back-to-back -to, -back to begin the week. For the Jazz, with Clarkson out, again, Oshai Baji is going to start. He's very much just a points and three sort of a player with not much else, but he's getting a lot of minutes. I know a lot of Jazz guys are really talking him up. I don't see it as much as they do, but they are really talking him up. And the thing I want to talk about with Abaji is Clarkson's out now and Mark and I think he's going to miss time. And that is probably going to lock Abaji in as a 30-minute-a-night player every night because someone will be out. Clarkson, Olenek, Mark and someone will be out, I would expect rest of season, meaning that Abaji is going to stay in a 30-minute role most nights. So let's see what he does. Can he be more than Corey Kispert? That's sort of what he is at the moment. I also want to watch Kelly Olenek for the same reason I'm watching Markkinen. What do they do with Olenek? He's great for now, but if they start sitting him out, then we drop him. Love what he's doing. There's no real you know, player that they're going to replace him with, but as I say, they can move Markkinen to the four, and I think Markkinen might end up alternating some stuff. Yeah, enabling Abaji to stay in a solid role. In terms of injury replacement streaming, um, Amark Williams is out. So we're looking at Richards and Jones as options there. If Duarte is out, Neesmith and Nwora get the boost. I still think Neesmith and Nwora are worth streaming in, even if Duarte plays. The Matherin situation contradicts it or, or confuses it a little bit. If Alex Caruso is out in Chicago, I go Beverly White Williams, or I could go Beverly Williams White. That's I, I'd still pr prioritize Pat Bev there. Jordan Clarkson, if he's out, we go Dunn as the major beneficiary there. Uh, Horton Tucker should already be rostered, but go Horton Tucker, Dunn, Abaji in terms of replacing him. Anthony Edwards, I would go Nikhil Alexander-Walker there, even though they started Torian Prince. I didn't think the Torian Prince start worked, so I think we can get more out of Alexander-Walker, but that's more of a deeper league spot. If Gobert is out, we go to the Wizard of Noz, Nas Reed, and if he is out, we go to Luka Gaza. If Doncic is out, we go to Hardaway, and then we go to Josh Green after that, or Reggie Bullock. And then if Kevin Herter is out, as I expect, we go to Monk and then Terrence Davis as the two options there. In terms of back-to-back -back streaming, Monday, Tuesday, it's only Sacramento who's got that back-to-back -back combo. But if we just look to Monday of guys we can stream in, Dante DiVincenzo, Timothy John McConnell, great ad for McConnell, Tillman, Horton Tucker, Jordan Nwora. Again, that probably gets limited a little bit if Matherin and Duarte play, but I still like Nwora here. Tari Eason, I do like him as an option. Dennis Smith Jr., especially if they do continue to limit Gordon Haywood. Watch that one. But Smith is putting up some strong numbers. And then... 
Utah's Dennis Smith, Chris Dunn, similar numbers. Assists, steals, bad shooting usually. Good role with Jordan Clarkson out. Both guys are worth looking at. These next guys are all available in 90% plus of leagues, so deeper league ads. Luke Kennard, whose value has gone up without Ja Morant. Torian Prince, if Edwards is out especially. Reggie Bullock might sneak into 12-team discussions. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, especially if Anthony Edwards is out. Kobe White, deep league guy, but especially if Caruso is out. Dwight Powell's an option. Joshie Christopher, that's just a deeper league one, but I don't mind it. And then Shake Milton, who is also playing quite well at the moment, is at least like a 14-team league stream option. For points leagues, these guys are available in 40% of leagues. Tillman, Horton Tucker, McConnell, DiVincenzo, KJ Martin, Kelly Olynyk, Jordan Nwora, and Dennis Smith Jr. all providing some pretty good numbers, I think, for Monday. If you look at the next four days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you've got three low-volume days, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. So these are the guys that play or get the bulk volume by not playing on Wednesday. Now, if your league will talk about the four days in total, but if your situation is that you can play someone on Wednesday, then the quality game aspect of this doesn't count as much. But if your Wednesday is jam-packed, then this is important. Cole Anthony has two low-volume games in the next four days. So does Josh Richardson. So does Nick Richards. So does Isaiah Joe. Larry Nance, Malik Monk, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Isaiah Hartenstein. All of those guys have two low-volume games in the next four days, which, again, if your Wednesday is full up, there's a little bit of a benefit for paying attention to the quality games over the next four days. The next four days in total, including the 10-game Wednesday, well, we love McConnell's value with two games, even though it's only two. We love DiVincenzo with two and Olenek with two. Hartenstein, the big beneficiary of getting three in the next four nights, especially with the way the minutes are being split with Mitchie Robinson. And if quickly is available, we throw him into that list as well. You got Cole Anthony with two, Taylor Horton Tucker with two, Xavier T. Illman with two, and Kavon Looney with two games over the next four nights that are all available in at least 40% of leagues who could provide some value for you. In terms of looking at the upcoming chunks, um, there's only one team playing three games in four nights starting Monday, and that's the Knicks. No one plays four in five. There are a few teams that play four games in six nights, so they're four games Monday to Saturday, enabling you to drop someone to add on Sunday as well. We're talking Jazz, Pacers, Sixers, Kings. So all of those teams get their four games out of the way before Sunday. So that does provide a little bit of extra value. And then if you do play into next week, there's no, there's no one playing five games this week, but there are a bunch of teams playing five games in eight nights. The Mavericks, the Jazz, Pacers, Rockets, Sixers, Kings, Bulls. So they're all four-game teams this week who also play Monday next week to give you an extra advantage heading into week 23. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.